This is a Four Sevens Network podcast. Foursevens.com. The Sniffer. Kathy, we've been talking too long. Okay, well, let's make it's this one fast. damn Facebook promos. They're I know. getting up valuable seconds. Well, then why do you have to say all that at the end? Okay, well, anyway, listen, I have a... <laughs> well, you're the only one at the end. It says, come to the Sniffer vlog. No, you should, and Nora's really good. I should do more of that. Anyway, I have the first story. Yes. We're going to try for five minutes this time. Do you want to? Okay, well, hurry up. Okay. I have a robot <laughs> update. It's called the Bear Robot Medic. Mm. The idea is the U.S. military is developing a robot with a teddy bear-style head to help carry injured soldiers away from the battlefield. The thing is six feet tall. It's got four Whoa. cliff arms. That's <laughs> a big bear. I know, but it's got this really, really cute little teddy bear like head Like a panda on it. head almost. Yeah, and bear is actually an acronym for something about... Blah blah blah, robot, some kind of robot. But yeah, but the whole idea is is that it um, it will because a lot of the robots that they have now they can't navigate some of the narrow terrain that you would need to to get to yes. injured soldiers. So this six foot tall looks it doesn't look like a human, but it's you know kind of like the dimensions of a human. Mm-hmm. So it comes in and with the new when they get rid of the forklift arms, it's going to feel like real arms. It would pick you up and then carry you back, and it can climb stairs. And you I know. wonder how it knows how to. F- I guess maybe the soldiers all have like. GPS. It's controlled from a remote base. Well, that is kind of interesting. You know, I, it reminds me that I read a piece, I think it might have been in the New York Times magazine, but I can't remember, about um, soldiers developing, you know, emotional attachments to the robots that they use yeah. in the field, which is kind of interesting and really understandable when you consider how important, obviously, they are to protecting people's lives, right? You can imagine why people would develop a sort of anthropomorphizing kind of sense of attachment to them. But you know, the other thing that is interesting, you know how I'm working on that documentary series for ideas yeah. on robots? But ever since I started doing it, it's like robots are exploding. I mean, not literally exploding. Yeah. But, you know, there seem to be things about robots everywhere now, like suddenly. Yeah. I guess it's almost like they've just reached this sort of tipping point in terms of applicability or well yeah and they're coming because you know we've been talking about it you and I for a long time and I know I wrote up the IBO gosh I think like five or six years ago Mm. you know the Sony dog Mm -hmm. and yeah I think because you know what we've been talking about they're five years away and I think they are I think they will be part of our our lives especially with you know the explosion in um, service industry and also when you think about how many advances in technology come from uh, military applications first, right? Yeah. The Roomba right. vacuum cleaner, in fact, is oh, itself. <laughs> or the scuba. Or the ice scuba. The ice scuba. You're feeling a little happier now? Huh? No, I just thought we were going to talk about the <laughs> No, no, no. But it was originally a military application, not as a vacuum, obviously, but as a, I think as a mine detection thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It could scoot all over all sorts of different terrain. Mm-hmm. However, the bear robot medic can travel even or traverse even more. So now, what story do you have? Do you ever get deja vus? Oh, yeah. Especially when I was really young, I used to have them all the time. Really? I get them all the time, too, actually. Mm-hmm. In fact, I I'm believe having in one them. right now. It's <laughs> almost as though I've been here every second Monday for the last two years. <laughs> God, we are coming up on our two-year anniversary. I, know. You know? I think it's, we went live like two years ago, June, I think. Ah! <laughs> and we're still having fun. Yeah. I was thinking about that today, how much fun I have doing this. Um, what they think is that there are these things called place cells Mm -hmm. that go into action when we encounter a new place. 
so they engender, they're, they're what allows us to sort of engender a memory of a place as something oh, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. are, um, you know, that, okay, I remember this room kind of thing. And so then when we go back to that place, the same pattern recurs, and that's why we know, okay, I remember this room, that's where the television set is or whatever. Right. Um, but sometimes when we enter a place or a situation that's very similar but not exactly similar, the pattern of n this firing uh, neurons mm -hmm. is similar enough that it creates that it, feeling that you've had that, that thing it. before. Yeah. Well, it's not nearly it as interesting as the fact, you know, the uh, thought that you might have had to be able to see in the future. That's a little more interesting. But I like the, yeah, I like the magical, you know, like I've been there before in mm -hmm. a past incarnation. So I sort of tend to believe in that more. I don't know. But you know what? That actually makes complete cognitive. If you've ever studied cognitive psychology, it makes perfect sense yeah. from how the mind is mapped out. There was, I did read about something called, I believe it's called Deja Vécu. Which is Deja Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> which is where people sort of perpetually have that feeling that they've experienced something before. And they live in that environment. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? That would be and awful. It would be awful. Especially if it was a bad place. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, oh, here I am again. Terrific. <laughs> Barcelona wouldn't be so bad. But. Yeah. I think scientifically it makes a lot of sense. But from the part of me that thinks about the fact, well, okay, here we go. And then when Kathy's woo-woo weirdness, and I'll be very quick because we're trying to do it in five minutes. But I don't know. Like, I sort of believe that I've had some other lives. Do you? Well... From uh, my yogic perspective, I do believe that, I do believe in reincarnation. And I also, like, just, it intrigues me the idea that maybe, uh, you know, this whole idea that our perception of time as linear is a factor of just human perception and the way that our bodies move through space and the existence and that, in fact, essentially everything is happening at the same time. It's just that we experience it in this linear fashion. That I find kind of intriguing, which is why those more whimsical ways of thinking about deja vu are perhaps more interesting than the synaptic ones. But nonetheless, there you have it. <laughs> whimsical. 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 I still believe in deja vu. Is it five oh. minutes? No, it's seven. What the hell? Okay. All right. Well, we've got to go. Don't bother saying goodbye this time. Bye. See us on <laughs> Facebook and visit us at the blog for links to these stories and more. Bye. Bye.